Hello and welcome to Tools in the Shed, a podcast powered by Cars Guide. We're ready to rip into car stuff that has caught our attention this week. Yes. I'm James. With me are Matt. G'day. He's been thinking about the recent evolution of this country's most popular car brand. Yeah. As well as Richard, who's cast a critical eye over the ride-sharing arms race that's probably brewing globally. And we'll check in with that bloke that needs to log off and put his phone down in Muskwatch. Yeah. So stay with us. First of all, we've had some terrific feedback, and I thought we should uh, call it out. TQM, who had all the love flowing uh, oh, last week he for was all about Richard and Mal, he, mm. uh, he reckons we're the best, so thank you, T- TQM. That's fantastic. Know? He or she? No hearts this time. Don't know. Hmm. Anyway, thank you, TQM. Doesn't matter. Uh, Bonnie Babu is looking forward to the comparisons we've got in the pi- pipeline. <laughs> Bonnie Babu. Bonnie Babu is looking forward to the comparisons. There's plenty more coming. Yep. Uh, Twiggler has an itchy urus, and Blake Swan. <laughs> what? Re- yeah, he has an itchy urus, and Blake Swan what? reckons the Lambo SUV is so ugly that cast-off Civic Type R designers must have been responsible for its looks. <laughs> wow. So that's an I interesting like that. insight. Peter Gaskin made the point that in his experience, some dealers are dragging the chain on the Takata airbag recall mm-hmm. we discussed last week. Um, he says, look, he alleges that for newer cars, dealers have been known to refuse replacement. And then oh. Alex V chipped in with a nil spares experience um, when booking in his 2008 Merc Sprinter, uh, adding he'll be waiting for, quote, some time. Uh, before those parts are available. Yeah, it's not a surprise, really. I mean, they've got to deal with this on a global level. There's probably hundreds of millions of cars affected. They've got to get Mm. airbags to everyone, and not really surprising that there are some shortfalls in terms of uh, supply. But But it's an interesting other side of the coin uh, perspective. And what happens? Whose fault is it then if you can't get your work vehicle registered because it doesn't have the airbag fixed? It opens up a a small, maybe large can of worms. Adding a bit more pressure to that as well is that we've got, I think, five or six or seven uh, insurers who have come out and said they will refuse to insure you wow. uh, if something happens in the risk of death or injury, uh, if you haven't uh, done enough to, to, to get it fixed. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, look, and a YouTube podcast viewer, uh, Ahil Karandikar, had a crack at our bad resolution uh, from last week's uh, podcast. <sighs> Which we've gone to great lengths to try and improve this week. So hopefully that's a tick. Uh, and we appreciate Animix's five-star review on iTunes. He reckons we're funny and informative. I can't work that out. But um, <laughs> that's, that's terrific. Thanks to everyone. And please keep it coming. We just want to know what you make of what we're talking about, or us in general, anything you want to have a say on. Yeah. And speaking of that, we're about to blow a gasket. In our blowing a gasket, Richard mm. is going to just blow the hell out of this gasket. Uh, come on, Richard, get I, it off your chest. I am so, I am so angry right now, like unbelievably angry. And you know, when I go angry, I go your kiwi. Voice, your voice goes hot. Turn into, kiwi. I turn into a New Zealander. Um, I'm angry because of a limited edition model that's just come out. Oh. the Hyundai Kona Ironman. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, look. Nothing nothing against Hyundai, nothing against Iron Man, the movie franchise. So but, it's not, but, Guy, not Guy Leach or, um, you know, yeah, uh, no, it's not, Trevor Hendy. No, look, if it was a surf life-saving uh, Hyundai <laughs> Kona, yeah. that'd be fantastic. Proceeds One, go to, the, you know, Australian Surf Life-saving One half of the club. car's yellow, the yeah, other half's red. Right. You've got, wow. to, you got yeah. to stay within 
the flags. Flags. Yeah, that's right. There's a flag on each bonnet. A flag on each side of the bonnet. Two bonnets. Does the car have two bonnets? No, just one bonnet, but two flags, and you've got to keep the car within those. A flag on each bonnet. Yeah, that's perfect. No, it's not. It's not. It's not at all. It's 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 a movie tie-in franchise with. Marvel movie Iron Man, which I saw recently, and I think it's a fantastic movie. It's good, it's yeah. Fan- it's There's fun. three of them now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. I've watched yeah. all three pretty much in one night. <laughs> um, it's fantastic. Uh, but what's not fantastic is uh, a tie-in to 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 Hyundai Kona. Um, I mean, for why? Star- well, for starters, right? I think all limited edition, special edition cars suck. Oh, big time. Right, wow. and I'm talking about the Hello Kitty Mirage. I'm talking about the Volkswagen Beetle Fender. I'm talking about the Beats by Dre Polo. All of those tie-ins. Those are great cars. The Kona, great car. Polo, fantastic car. Beetle, pretty good. Um, <laughs> but the tie-in thing. Look, seriously, I think that would affect the resale of the thing. I think it's just, I hate the novelty of it. Yeah. Well, the um, the, the Kona, as we were discussing yesterday. Mm-hmm. Is signed by a person that doesn't exist. Yes, yeah. it's signed by a made-up guy. Tony Stark. So yeah. Tony Stark's autograph is on the dashboard. <laughs> he doesn't exist. It's a movie. Yeah, but that's the thing. Is it an autograph if the person doesn't exist? Yeah. If someone exactly. signs that's on a, a car deeper and they level. don't exist, yeah. is it really a signature? Yeah. So this is what you get with the Hyundai Kona Iron Man. You get a, an Iron Man key fob. So it's like just looks like a regular, um, you know, Kona. You know, key, but mm. it's got Iron Man's head on it. Iron Man's head is also on the wheels. Right. right? You've got the Tony Stark autograph on the dashboard. Uh, you've got puddle lights, Iron Man puddle lights, which <laughs> come down out of the doors. Come on. It's so they're, just, oh, hold, it's the wheels. So are they like a moon disc wheel just with Iron Man's face no, on it? No, the, actually, the wheels look quite good. They're right. like a limited edition wheel you can get. Um, and they've, they've, got the, they've got the, the, so the cars only come in the, the frosted grey. And yeah. they get a red roof, and that Iron Man red is sort of plated everywhere, mm. and including on the wheels as well. And and there's but there's Iron Man heads on the wheels too. Mm. I don't know. I, let us know what you think. Would you drive an Iron Man Kona? We, we, were, like, we were thinking you should drive it dressed as Captain America. <laughs> you think it'd be more appropriate if it was a supercar? Because yeah. as we know, Iron Man in the movies drives supercars. Yeah, R8, um, exactly. Audi R8. An Audi R8 would be pretty mad as an Iron he's, Man car. He's got a, a sailing. He's got a 32 Ford Roadster. He's got a uh, Cobra. He's got all these amazing. He's got, he's got a road, uh, Tesla Roadster in his garage. Yeah, right. He's got all these really cool cars. He probably might not have. Hyundai Look, li- mm. listeners of a certain age will remember uh, the Ford LTD Cartier uh, oh. edition. Oh. That was pretty special. And the laser Carla Zampatti. Yeah, uh, I remember yeah, the Zampatti. She was uh, a pretty special. She was, you know, quite a lady. I know she had yeah. uh, special <laughs> relations, allegedly, with Billy Snedden, uh, right. yes. uh, former Liberal, uh, Liberal Party. And he, um, he checked out um, of the hotel that they are in. Uh, permanently, as it were, um, during during their relationship. But, uh, but what about the Nissan Pulsar Reebok? Oh, I love That's the right. Reebok. The Reebok. Do you know it's parked Bring out it the back. back of our house in the train car a park? A Nissan Pulsar Reebok. No. A Hey Hey It's Saturday, right? Uh, looks like a like a, a Nissan Pulsar. Hey Hey It's Saturday Nissan Pulsar at the back of our house in the train car park. Hey so, Hey, uh, hey, 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 hey. Look, A special edition 
Hey, well, hey, it's Saturday that Tulsa. That means it was won by someone. Because on Hey, oh. Hey, could people were asked to come on. They'd won right. the Funniest Home Video competition. They used to run it or whatever. Um, and they had an opportunity to win this Hey, Hey, Pulsar. And the Hey, Hey, Pulsar is parked in, it's been there for a, quite some time. Yeah. But it looks like it's being driven because it moves from spot to <laughs> right. spot. Now, so, if you're from somewhere else in the world other than Australia, <laughs> yeah, um, right. Hey, Hey, It's Saturday was a really bad segment show that was on for many, many, too many yeah. years. Kids program yeah. that became an adult evening. Yeah, that's again. right. Yeah, with yeah. a puppet and Odd. things. Still, I love red faces. All Bring right. Well, look, in, in Europe, limited editions are just a way of keeping a model bubbling along. Yeah. Here, they're a massive sign of distress. Yeah. You know, we've got a lot of cars on grass. We've got to shift them. Put some stickers on um, or whatever. This Iron Man seems like some kind of commercial arrangement. It's a special edition. It's a special it's edition. It's a special, special edition. Whereas, yeah. your, you know, Toyota Tarago Getaway... Yeah, um, the sticker pack. It's a sticker pack. That was pack. a beautiful sticker <laughs> you know? pack. Um, the Commodore Vacationer. Commodore yeah. Vacationer. Yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us what you think. As Richard says, let us know your thoughts. Do you own one? All you Reebok Pulsar owners yeah. out there, get in touch. We We'd love hear. to see how the car's going and uh, how the value has been escalating over the over the decades. Yeah. You're sitting on... It's it's your superannuation, really. It's, oh. your, it's your super, you yeah. know, once you've got a Reebok. It's the super of the future. So, Richard, we're all familiar with Uber as a disruptor, and yep. it's been causing headaches for the taxi industry and what have you. And now it seems like there are others trying to cut their grass. Yeah, look, uh, what... What's happened is we've got, and this is not the first time we've seen this either, we've got BMW and Mercedes-Benz who obviously want a slice of the, the rideshare action. Uh, and this week they've, they've formed a joint venture, well, actually five, five joint ventures, uh, and their plan is to produce uh, like a, a ride-sharing network using their cars, a com- combination of i3s and uh, you know, electric uh, Mercedes-Benzes, uh, to sort of try and steal a bit of that market away from, yeah. from, from Uber. Uh, now, my, my thoughts on this are obviously someone at Mercedes-Benz has gone, bloody hell, like there's so much money to be made here. Mm. Um, we, we want a slice of the action. Um, but in my, in my view, I just, I just don't think that uh, it's going to work quite as well as Uber. I mean, to, to their, in all fairness, um, yeah, they operate already in in Europe, and mm-hmm. you can see the the vision around us. Uh, you've got Mercedes Benz with, with their brand of which is Car to Go, which is their ride sharing thing, and you've got uh, BMW who have got Drive Now, Share Now, and Charge Now, which is like a whole network of like you know rechargeable ride sharing cars. Um, and to the yeah, to their credit, they've got already got millions of users in Europe. I just don't think that I think they're a little bit late to the party in the yeah. same way that and they're not the only ones. Ford uh, also getting in on the mobility you know bandwagon as yep. well. Uh, when I recently went to a Nissan conference, uh, Nissan uh, all over it too. So look, if you are a car maker, it's it's very easy to see how you can probably think you can get into this. Yeah, I just don't think I think car makers make cars, and I see how they want to try and get to the mobility thing. But I think I think Uber's got a massive head start, and I don't think they're going to catch it. The, the irony being, though, is Uber making any money? You know, mm. the, the, they might be aiming to kind of take away uh, Uber's business, yeah. mm. but I think it's questionable as to whether or not the Uber model is paying off at this point. Yeah, I. I... Not really sure either, but I think that, you know, there are different approaches clearly to this problem, if it's a problem at all. Uh, you look at what Holden's doing, or GM in general, with the Maven program, where they'll yep. they'll lease cars to people, so they've got a new car to drive around in. The hope being that if you're exposed to that new car, you might go, oh, I like this car, I might get one. Mm. Um, and I don't know whether that's actual 
conversion rate is working or not. But um, there's definitely different approaches. But I think when it comes to, you know, 10, 15 years down the track, we might see these sorts of programs come to their to their own because yeah. uh, they would be fully autonomous cars. If you believe the hype, you won't have a driver, so there won't be an Uber person that is an extra overhead, an extra risk. Um, you'll have, you know, cars that essentially it will be impossible for them to crash if we yeah. believe everything that's told to us. Well, it's like the rental car thing. Like, I know that a lot of car companies like having their cars as rental cars, and uh, I've got to say that, you know, before I was a motoring journalist, I would go, I'd hire a rental car and I'd be like, oh, this is all right. Maybe we should get one of these. Mm. And it works. Oh, I did that in so many Hyundai Getzes. <laughs> it was... oh, I, love, I love the Gets. I love the Gets. But I suppose it's also a bit of the Amazon phenomenon, isn't it? We've mm. just got to be there. Yeah. So when, when the landscape is so terribly confused, mm. if yeah. you've got pockets that are deep enough, well, we've just got to get a bit of this action yeah. in case it comes to pass. Mm. So it's almost like insurance of the future. Yeah. But you can't predict it, but we've just got to be into everything that moves. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, as car sales, you know, eventually start to dip away and people do share more, you know, if it's if that's another thing that happens. Uh, and, you know, we see the younger generation these days aren't as interested in uh, licenses and owning a car it's yeah. not a thing you know there's public transport that works in a lot of cities around the world maybe some better than others but well that's it like are they are they seeing the future are they are they seeing eventually private car sales becoming almost a boutique niche thing like you mm. only have a private car if you're an enthusiast and they're thinking oh my god we need to be ride sharers <laughs> yeah. otherwise not going to be able to exist anymore yeah i mean it is yeah. so unpredictable in terms of mm. what the legislative field will look like and that will vary by country by parts of countries so yeah you'll have to be ready for anything almost yeah. and this mm. is just one one part of that and that goes back to even electrification of cars and where that is going uh, there's so much that's going to change in the next 15 years yep. or so in terms of the way we we interact with cars and the and whether we buy them or not yep. like well, I hope people still buy them because if they don't buy them then we won't be able to do reviews of them and then well, where will we be how do you do a review of an autonomous car anyway <laughs> that you know that's perfect yeah. I mean you could sit there going well it hasn't crashed yet there are journalists from uh, other countries in the world that will attend uh, launches and not drive the car because that's not what you do in those countries if you're buying that car. Right. Yeah. yeah you're right. a passenger in the car. Yeah. You're a yeah. rear seat passenger in the car. I've seen yeah. it happen. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Makes yeah. sense. I mean, unless the chauffeurs buy the car. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're just thinking ahead. Possibly. Well, that's... <laughs> no, anyway. All right. Well, moving on. Um, M4. Yeah. We've alluded to this. You've been looking at the evolution uh, the change in focus in certain parts of its activities for yep. the best-selling car brand in the country. Tell us all about it. Where's it going? It's Toyota. Uh, if you didn't know, Toyota has been the best-selling brand here for 20 years or thereabouts. Um, and this, they're changing. It's good for everyone. Uh, they're making cars that are ever better, according to the, the chief Akio Toyota. Um, and... This now has evolved to the point where we're seeing a sporty arm of the brand, which is Gazoo Racing or GR. Mm. Now, the thing that got us thinking about this yesterday was uh, we've seen the reveal of the GR Sport Corolla hatch. And what that is, is essentially a styling pack with some minor suspension changes, basically to make it a little bit more zesty. Uh, and you could think of it, it's almost like a Ford Focus ST line. So if you've got that level, then, you know, Ford Focus has 
the ST, which has got performance, engine, transmission, a bunch of other changes. And then there's above that, there's the Ford Focus RS. Mm. And according to Toyota, that's not a bad idea. So they're thinking, well, we'll do GR Sport as the entry level. And then you'll go to a GR above that, which will be essentially, you know, an engine and suspension and sportiness. Yep. And then a GR MN, which yep. we've seen in the Yaris. They did a, a, a special Yaris. Uh, I think they only built a few hundred of them. It was a supercharged 1.8 liter. Uh, and it was, in the Yaris. For, from all accounts, it was an absolute weapon. Which would be to ride on the back of their WRC participation. Yeah. Yeah, when the it was Yaris a Europe, is the, the the weapon of choice. Yeah, it was a Europe special, manual only, all that sort of gear. So really interesting to see what's happening out there, yeah. and it's not just confined to passenger cars. We've seen uh, last year there was the GR Sport version of the Hilux, um, and I spoke with Toyota's product guys yesterday, and they basically said, "Oh, geez, we'd love something that had an engine mm. as well as some looks." And for of course, the, the, the MN stands for Masters of Nurburgring. Yeah. So it's Gazoo Racing Masters of Nurburgring, yeah. which is weird in itself. Yeah. It is. But, but it's also, you know, Akio Toyota's influence seems to have filtered down over quite a long period of time. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been at the top of Toyota for, for a fair period now. Yep. And when you think about cars like the FJ Cruiser, yep. even the Ruckus, which wasn't a big hit here, but yep. it was definitely left field for Toyota at the time. Yep. And then you kick through to the 86. You know, it's uh, co-production with Subaru, of course, but... That was a breakthrough for Toyota. Yeah. Now you've got the Supra. Now yeah. You've got, um, you know, you had cars in the Lexus area like the LFA, you know, yeah. a V10 uh, supercar. Yeah. The brands are changing through the halo created by some of those models. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that the Supra is the, is the one that everyone's talking about right now because, mm. and they've even referred to it as the GR Supra. Yeah. Which makes right. you think, well, there's going to be a, an MN. An MN yeah, yeah, yeah. above that. Mm-hmm. Right. There's it's going to be a Nürburgring master. Yeah. Said there'd be one. So the, the kind of white goods on wheels moves through to something a little more interesting. That, yeah. That, that, and yeah. Toyota hasn't been there for a long time. We're talking about Corolla particularly. It was when they had their twin cam 16 valve, you know. Yeah. It was the 100 a, kilowatt The 100 model. kilowatt, 1.6 litre. Yeah. But that was, a, that was a hot kind of a hatch. Yeah, and it's been a while between uh, yeah. drinks for Toyota and hot hatches. Yeah, so. this has been, uh, the catalyst for this has been watching Hyundai come up with its, with its end division and, uh, and, and, you know, even the Serato coming out with its sort of, you know, sportier variants as well. I would say that um, Toyota doesn't do things uh, that, are risky. Yeah, it would have been thinking about this and plotting this for probably a decade. That's you know? right. That's the way that they yeah. operate. They would have thought, well, you know, what do we need? Well, we're going to do an eighty-six. We'll do a Supra. Mm. We'll probably need to have a brand that we can back all these with. We've got Gazoo. Gazoo's yep. a good name. Like, but they're not calling it Gazoo. Like, no. this is it. Gazoo yeah. is such a Japanese amazing sort of name that it could really resonate. But I think but, you mentioned, didn't you, Matt? That the Gazoo racing thing is going to be flexible mm. in the mm. sense that particular markets may take it up wholeheartedly. Yeah. Others may pick and choose. Yep. You've got the situation in America where Toyota in the US has invested massively in establishing TRD yep. Yep. as a performance brand. I mean, it's on their NASCAR. It's on the products they sell. Yep. So that gives them a leave pass to do what they need to do with TRD. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's interesting that uh, TRD is really heavily used on the pickup trucks and, and off-roaders mm. over there. That's one of their things, you know, Toyota racing development. We're like, Meh. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and we've had TRD Hiluxes in the past, 
But, you know, I think it's just, it's so interesting to see Toyota is embracing this idea. And I mean, there's there's still no hard, firm, really important news for Australia in terms of a Corolla hot hatch. But, you know, they've basically told us that if they build one that's got a better engine, we're doing it. Yep. So, yep. you yeah. know, the hands are up. Um, everyone's keen for it. But not so much this GR Sport. Um, they've said if there's demand for it, then maybe. But... I don't know. I, I I think that the more Corolla hatchbacks you can have in the showroom, the better for everyone because people will buy them no matter what it's like. Yeah. You know? Look, I think I think there are really good things to come yeah. from this, you know, sports division line. I mm-hmm. think Nissan uh, probably should be taking note. Are well, it, Nissan's got other problems, but... Well, they do. They, I, look, I spoke to the head of uh, Nissan's Oceana sort of like um, wing a couple of years ago, and I said, so what's happening? Are we going to see a new 370Z or a, a more affordable, smaller sports car to go head-to-head with an 86 or a Supra sort of, like you know, competitor? And he looked me dead in the eye and he said it takes... He, he admitted that the lineup wasn't where it needed to be, and he said it takes 10 years, mm. right, just to, just to develop... A new a new lineup of cars. Sure. So he's he he was aware of it, and they're fixing it. But it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight. B- big no. ship, big yeah, ship yeah, yeah. takes a long time to turn, turn around. Yeah. 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 Now, talking of driving cars, in our garage this week we've had a few as usual. And Richard, you've been behind the wheel of a Merc, but not a normal one. No, it's a C sixty three S, the sedan, four door. Uh, oh, I didn't get a drive. I'm upset. Uh, it's. Look, after getting out of the, got straight out of the Lamborghini Urus, uh, into a Suzuki Jimny, and then into a C63S, and like you probably couldn't get three more different cars. Well, if in a you lot of ways. if you took a, a sprinkle of C63 yeah. and a dash of Jimny, if you, you end got up the with Urus, Urus and you got the Jimny and put them in a room together, maybe <laughs> they'd make a C63. Nine months later, you might get a C63. <laughs> uh, look, look, I was told going into it, you know the the. The editor, our esteemed editor, Mal Flynn, that he reckoned that the um, the suspension had be, become a lot more softer and a lot more comfortable. Still, uh, although this car is incredible, like we're talking 700 newton meters, 375 kilowatts, zero to 104 seconds, uh, it's just a really, really firm ride. Yeah. And even in the comfort setting, just dry, like especially in the streets that I live in, Sydney's inner west, yeah. where they're half concrete, half you know. Dirt, yeah, <laughs> rubble, and, and three quarters pothole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three quarters pothole. It's been a really difficult car to sort of like comfortably drive. Yeah, okay. it's been the acceleration is great. The sound's been awesome, and you can toggle the sound so it's just sound and a comfort setting in the suspension. See, yeah. um, but even in the most comfortable suspension, it's still rock hard. Oh. I, I, it would be. I would get. I would get the C43 actually because I, I drove that at the launch and yeah. I found that actually a lot more. C43 com- is such a lovely car. It's yeah, a great, it's a beautiful. It's car. the perfect it's, midpoint. It's underrated. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'd get that. I'd and get I think as we discussed C43 before, mm. the point about it is that it's not someone who's aspiring to a C63 and decides to choose the next yeah. layer down. It is a really terrific car in its own Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it has a lot yeah. of attributes that uh-huh. stand it apart. And yep. I know that there'd be people out there who would go, "Ugh, C43," as if you would. You're wrong. Yeah, it's, really, it's, it's so great. good. It's a lovely car. <laughs> very, very good. It's now, actually it's a Goldilocks zone, I yeah, reckon. Yeah, yeah, I reckon so too. And M4, you've been driving a direct C63 competitor. Oh, um, yeah. You know, so we've had a lot of exotic machinery in the garage this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Tell us all about it. Kia Picanto X-Line. <laughs> yes. Uh, so if you're not aware what the X-Line is, um, it was brought in as an Australian Open Special Edition, um, but it's going to be a permanent member of the Picanto family. It's essentially... Uh, crossover styling or SUV-ish styling on the Picanto, which is 
absolutely killing it in the micro car segment. Um, it's only got a 1.25 litre engine uh, with a four-speed automatic transmission. But, you know, I think people get a bit annoyed at four-speed autos, but sometimes when you don't have that much power on torque, four, four gears is all you is need. enough. Yep. Um, and this is case in point for this car. In the Rio that sits above it, not so much, but this car, it's mm. lighter, it's nimble, it's really small, so easy to park, and um, I loved it. And, and it was, that is, as in the Rio above it, also has a four-speed auto, yes, but yeah. doesn't cut the mustard there. No, no. exactly. Yep. And so this X-Line, um, I think it's about 17 grand drive away. It's it's so really good. there's no, I mean, that's the exact reason why they're selling so many Picantos, uh, because it looks good. It's got AEB. It's got yeah, um, it's all the safety stuff you'd expect, even though it does suffer a four-star ANCAP safety rating. And mm. as we will see with Nadal Stelio's family review coming up soon, she wasn't that comfortable putting her kids in the back. I think that's just a perception thing. thing. Size of the car. Yeah. Overall size of the car, yeah. But yeah, I mean... Yeah. In um, in any fight, the smaller guy's going to lose. But um, well, well, look, I, just don't crash. Well, look, you know, and as well, five star cars today, uh, you know, in twenty years' time, will be two star cars. So look at it that way. Actually, uh, the two thousand and nineteen Kia Picanto is probably probably safer than you know a year two thousand model high end car in a lot yeah. of ways. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with with advances in yep. technology and uh, welding That's and it. all this stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Picanto X line. I want one. Yep. Kind of. They're awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've been having a steer of the Corolla SX hybrid. Oh, yeah. So, unfortunately, the one we've had, in my opinion, it's a shame because it's in this funereal shade of black. Oof. And that tends to mask a lot of the really nice details in that new Corolla's design. Yeah. There are, you know, angles, curves, cutouts and things that, are, that disappear into the car's black yep. Duco. But the drivetrain is a modified version of the current Prius's... Um, drivetrain. Mm-hmm. So it's done the ice breaking up until now. Over 20 years in Australia, the Prius has been around. Yep. But of course, hybrid now has become much more mainstream oh, to yeah. the point where you have it. It was in last gen Corolla, it's in this generation Corolla. And you give away a little bit in terms of outright horsepower and, and torque, but the petrol engine and the electric motor combine to still provide pretty snappy acceleration. Its natural habitat is the city yep. uh, and it does well there. So it's about 30% down on power, 30% better on fuel economy. Yeah. So, you know, you, you, you win and lose, uh, but it's still every bit as comfortable as the other Corollas. The ride is magical. It's, yeah. it's like it rides like a limo. Um, I don't know how they've done it. They, it's they, fabulous. It, that new generation of uh, Toyota models with their, um, their new global architecture, as it's called. Yep. I, I drove a Camry recently, and yeah. I was like, this is a Lexus. Like yeah. this has got a better ride than a Lexus. It's extraordinary. Toyota's getting too good. And yeah. Lexus. <laughs> yeah, Lexus is under pressure. <laughs> yeah. Look out, Lexus. Lexus needs some headroom to uh-huh. move to move yeah. somewhere. But also there are some compromises that are with all Corollas. Yeah. The door aperture for the rear is really quite small. It's hard to fold yourself up and get in. Mm-hmm. Once you're in, it's sort of okay. Yeah. But um, there's that, and also luggage space boot. is limited. Mm. The the boot is really quite small. Yeah, you have to get the top spec hybrid to get the biggest boot because it's got a space saver where the rest have got a full size uh, and that okay. eats into the space and it's kind of weird that they've done that i would have gone with just a space saver across the range but toyota yeah. you know they've got to appeal to a very 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 broad market across australia and there are a lot of people out there who want a, a full-size i like wheel. i like the full-size wheel i think it's a really really i think it's almost a safety sort of thing uh, but in terms of the boot space like 
Could you fit a pram in the boot of a Corolla? In in the top spec one, yep. it's easy. Yeah. In the rest of the range, not so much. See, yeah. that it's a it's a family car in a lot but, of ways. Well, this so is the thing. It I needs think to be big. It's Toyota, yeah. Mazda. They're all sort of thinking the same way. They're mm. going, well, if you're going to buy a hatchback that's small, it's only five grand more for a midsize SUV. Are they yeah. pushing people into SUVs? You Never. Think? Never. Oh my God. Never. All right. Speaking of people that are pushing mm. people into things, <laughs> it's time for Muskwatch. Okay, so there's been movement overnight. We record this podcast on a Friday, but last week you remember there was a bit of a stuff up on Twitter from from Elon where he said Tesla would make 500,000 cars this year, Mm -hmm. but about four hours later, and as it transpires in consultation with his legal team because they lit up as soon as they saw that, Mm. um, he issued another tweet correcting it saying that the annualised rate by the end of the year would be 500,000. Anyway, the other people that were interested by that were the SEC because last year, as you'll remember, Elon was in trouble for sending a tweet that said, taking the company private, funding secured, blah, blah, blah. They wrapped him over the knuckles with that, a lazy $20 million fine. It went on. But part of the settlement was you will have all of your tweets, all your social media communication vetted and particularly anything that might affect the share price of the company. Yep. Now, clearly, this tweet was not vetted. Yeah. So they are, they've laid charges for contempt, which might mean, if he's um, convicted on those charges, that he can't be the CEO of that company or any other company uh, for a wow. period of time. That's one potential outcome. Wow. So this Twitter addiction is tripping him up. It has tripped him up again. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what transpires. But um, also... The news overnight is that it's D-Day for the share price. Mm -hmm. We know that he has to get to a $360 share price or else he's going to be paying out a lot of the company's cash to shareholders because a lot of it's bonds and they convert at a price of $360. So we theorized last week that there was possibly going to be some new model news in the air. Wait, stand by, wait for it, and sure enough, Mm -hmm. um, 2 p.m. California time, which was 9 a.m. Friday our time. Yep. Uh, the noise was about a Model 3 that is finally at the price point that was first uh, put out there, $35,000. Yep. There is now yep. one. There are no extraneous savings on fuel or yeah, any of yeah, that yeah. other stuff folded into it. It's here's your car for $35,000. Because that was ridiculous what he said in terms of like, oh, yeah, but it's ex- more expensive, but look what you're saving in fuel. That exactly. actually brings the price down to be a... Uh, yeah. No, you can't factor yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's just like... Yeah. That's like saying, well, if you don't buy a car, you'll save $35,000. That's right. Yeah. That's you, so dumb. You save 100%. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's yeah. really dumb. But as as you were mentioning, the share price, yep. uh, the most recent share price that I can find right now is $319.88. So call it $320. He's about 40 bucks off. So does that mean bad news? I think so. Anything less than 360 means that the difference, as I understand it, I'm no financial whiz, but the difference will have to be paid out to people that have those bonds that are converting at that price. Wow. If so, you are a financial whiz, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Yep. We'd love to hear yeah, how uh, much trouble they're in. Exactly. If they so, are in trouble. Um, so there was that. But also there was talk about will he need to pump up the whole Model Y thing? Will there oh, be yeah. a pickup? There's still mm. that to come. But today's news was about a $35,000 Model 3. And on the subject of Model 3... The Bloomberg Model 3 production tracker, 5857, up 268 on last week. So that that trajectory of production 
It's now heading towards that 6,000. Which he promised in... About this time last year. Okay. You know, something like that. So It is, it is good that they're finally building as many cars as they should be building. Yeah. Well, probably not as many cars as they should be building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the building, but it's also the over-promising. Yeah. You know, it's the over-promise and the under-deliver. Now yeah. there's some delivery, but that time lag has been so frustrating. I mean, it's very much outside the traditional way of uh, car brand Absolutely. doing its business, isn't yeah. it? Like, you sort of, you know what you're going to get from most brands. Yeah. And not with Tesla. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. And look, like it's one of those things. We're watching the major brands fail in, in some ways that have been doing the same thing the same way forever. Mm-hmm. So look, maybe it does need a review, a, 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 you know, a shake-up. Maybe not this much of a shake-up, but yeah. I don't know. Like he's, he's, I, look, he's giving it a go in some ways. Uh, and he's, I, think in, I think he's making some successes. Yeah. You know? So you're yeah. an Elon devotee this week? No, I'm not. Because I'm a, it, does, I'm a, it does wax and wine. I'm an Elon, I'm an Elon fence, you know, <laughs> right? And I really, okay. I really am on the fence this week. I'm okay. Just, I'm, so I'm, I'm positive, but also like, yeah, look, I, wait, I want to wait and see what happens. Yeah. I think he's pretty crazy. Well, no matter I, what. I think he's unpredictable the, is the least thing you can we say. say it, I think we say it more often than we don't say it. They are mm. disrupting yeah. the industry. Yeah, that's true. And it needed disruption. That much is true. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. With that, I think we have reached the finish line. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. Thanks to our producer, Mr. Pritchard. Uh, to have your say on the show, search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram. And use the hashtag CG Podcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. We'd love to hear from you. You can listen to and watch us on YouTube. And if you're enjoying Tools in the Shed, please pay it forward and recommend us to family and friends or rate and review us on iTunes. That'd be terrific. Until next week, you might need a new car if while you're waiting at a red light, people run up and ask if anyone was hurt. <laughs>